welcome to the Not For Nothing podcast. I am your host, Sarah El Sayed, sometimes known as How Can I Help You? Hi, I'm Natasha, also known on the internet as Pussyweed. And today we have some funny little topics for you, starting with the most recent realization <laughs> that you are turning into your parents, specifically your mother. Yeah, I feel like that's been happening to me a lot lately. Yeah. And I feel like I spent a lot of my younger years battling and telling myself I would never be my parents. But then the other morning I found myself frantically putting dishes away and I was like, I am my mother. Yes, exactly. Um, I think one I think something that like really shows you that you're turning into your parents is when you realize your dynamic with someone you've been in a long term relationship with. How so? I think though, because you just find yourself reliving your parents' married life. Mm. So it's like after two, three years together, you start to realize why your parents truly hate each other. Yeah, or why they do the things that they do. <laughs> Maybe that was extreme to say why your parents <laughs> hate each other. <laughs> Maybe that's just a me situation. But <laughs> no, it's like you start to realize like the little intricacies of what deeply annoys someone about living with someone like what is the yeah because living exactly. with people really shows you the darkest sides of them and i hope you haven't been able to see the darkest sides of me yet i've been living with her for a few days <laughs> but um i really think like you start to like know what makes each other tick and yeah. then you use it against each other yeah i've noticed my mom does this thing that it used to drive me crazy and now I do the same thing. But it's like when you're stressed and you're kind of annoyed and you don't want to like take it out on people. Yeah. You just like go full quiet. Mm. I'm glad that you have that fail safe though, because my family's answer to that is to just be a full on bitch. Yes. Like to, to let yourself get to the level of like where you have like low blood sugar, like of hanger. Yeah. And then just you start taking it out on everyone around you. There are certain family members in my family who choose that route. Um, but my mother is not one of those and definitely goes like the more like quiet, like erased, like is like, I don't want to flip out on you, mm -hmm. but you're really annoying the fuck out of me. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to stop talking. Yeah. I wish I had that self-control. And now I do that too. And I'm like, it's so bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. I would say that's, that's healthy. No, I think that's extremely toxic communication style. Is it? Is it toxic or are you just taking a beat? I'm taking a beat, but I should also be able to communicate my issues instead of just like being quiet. Yeah, I guess there, there's somewhere in there is a happy medium. Um, But I would say also little things like I save every bag because, you know, in New York, they don't. Oh, my God. Give you plastic bags. So we've adopted one of my best friend's father's took out the garbage the other day and used a reusable tote as the garbage bag. <laughs> and they were like, are you using that to throw the garbage out in? It better have not been a pussyweed tote. It was not. <laughs> you have to pay for those. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those that you have to pay like $1 or less for. Yeah. And he goes, when he was pressed on the issue, he said, what choice do I have? <laughs> So at this point, it's like we are so inundated with reusable tote bags that they are more common to come by than 
paid for garbage bags <laughs> and certainly then like the takeout bags, the mm-hmm. plastic bags that your food from Uber comes in. Yeah, I realized my mom and I were bonding on like a separate level of uh, connectiveness when last time I was in New York and I went to go do some errands for her and I was like, wow, take a look at this bag. It's a good one from this store. We should remember that. Oh, interesting. And then we started bonding over like which bags are the good bags and which bags are like not worth taking from a store. Yes. Yeah, true. And then I realized her and I were the same. Yeah, my mom. How about like laundry habits? Like <clears throat> my mom is the type of person who won't use one of those like collegey like laundry bins because she expects her laundry bag to be sanitized between each and every use. Oh, like she tosses her and I've inherited this as well. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm using a laundry bag, I am washing the laundry bag with my laundry and my clean clothes are going into a clean bag. If I were to use a laundry bag, I wash the bag with the laundry. Mm-hmm. I now use like a plastic bin basket. You know what my mom would do in that case? Wash the basket. Lysol it. Spray Lysol. Yeah. Like, I guess I like should yeah. probably like at some point disinfect it. Um I take the lazy route, but that is something my mom does. And if I start doing that, you know that I fully have made the transform. I've anamorphed into my mother. I feel like your mom is probably like a little more on the like sanitation hygiene stuff than mine. Who yeah. I recently discovered and this this revelation, it really changed things with our relationship. <laughs> And I don't really know if I can talk to her the same way again. She told me she doesn't believe in expiration dates. And that cream cheese, specifically Philadelphia cream cheese, does not actually expire. Okay. My mom once said, and I think this was in related to something pickled. She said... With the expiration date. This is the only time I've ever heard her be lenient with food safety. Yeah. What's it going to do? Turn into vinegar? Oh, that's great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that that like makes sense. It's like, yeah, how could it get worse? It's just going to become more vinegary. Like there's no other possible outcome here. Yeah. But yeah. It's That's tough. crazy. The cream cheese. So what does she do? You know, you know what I hate? Tell me. When you order a bagel and it's like maybe it was just the weekend and they have leftover cream cheese and you know that that they're using what's left of the last week's cream cheese before replacing it with a new tub Mm -hmm. from the bagel shop. Yeah. And the cream cheese is slightly tangy. Mm. Give me a tangy cream cheese. I'll have a food aversion for bagels for the next two weeks. And that's a long time for me because I'm a bagel a day type of girl. If you haven't been able to tell. (laughs) I I will say I think that like... I may not be able to notice the tanginess because I grew up in a household where maybe all the cream cheese I ate was expired. Tangy. Like, wait. I'm scared. Is it not supposed to be tangy? Is not I, my follow-up. I mean, it's not as tangy as Greek yogurt. Really? Are you joking right now? I'm actually scared. I have food safety concerns with you anyway. You told me that it's okay to eat pizza that's been left out in the, the elements for two days. In the oven? That's not safe. It's pizza starts box. to grow. Pizza starts to grow bacteria after like four hours. Okay, but it wasn't supposed to be two days. 
like okay let's say you're having pizza for dinner and you have some slices left over you keep them in the box no you you don't put it in the oven and the next day you can have the pizza the cutoff is the the that next day though so why did you offer me two-day-old pizza? Oh, because I had literally just come back home and you were like, I'm starving. And I was like, I'm throwing this out anyways, like, if you want to take a look. I'm throwing this out anyway. I'll just throw it in my friend dumpster. It, <laughs> I didn't know how dire of a situation it was. Yo, that's actually scary. Like, let me tell you how strict my family is. And I've learned we refrigerate our ketchup. We Yeah, I refrigerate ketchup. Mm. Do you refrigerate milk you refrigerate- and eggs? But you don't refrigerate actual food that does have an expiration time <laughs> Wait, on it. Do you put your fridge, your eggs in the fridge? Do people leave their eggs out? Do they put them in the fridge? Are you like <laughs> pulling my leg? <laughs> I'm like, you saw the eggs in my fridge in my house. That's what I'm saying. Eggs? I didn't know that, there, that that was an option. I thought that that was like an unpasteurized egg free-flowing the same type of people who eat beef liver don't refrigerate their eggs and i'm not that girl you can go without it wow okay but to be clear that was a joke and i refrigerate my eggs and milk but growing up and like going to visit my family in like france and belgium you buy the milk and eggs not in refrigerated aisles it's also unpasteurized at that point yeah but then you refrigerate upon going home um okay but like eggs are not sold refrigerated so why would you have to do it unless you because once you change the temperature you have to like keep it as such but are you changing the temperature if it's going from store that's unrefrigerated or farm to home Keeping it cold helps it preserve it. Okay. And so refrigerating it once is good. But if you were to take the whole dozen and then refrigerate it and then take the whole dozen out and leave it back on your fridge and then, you know, then you're like, you're fucking too much. It's like same with like, if you were to reheat a frozen meal, you're not going to refreeze it. Right. Although you could. Yeah, but it's like not ideal. Like, yeah, pretty disgusting. Okay, yeah, my mom does not let food go out. Like, so if we're eating pizza and we finished eating our pizza, what we do is we go into the kitchen as we take our plates to the sink and wash them. We take our pizza and it immediately goes in the fridge. That's the way to do it. So maybe I am becoming my mother in more aspects than I thought. Yeah, and because that's how she taught me how to do it. Your judge, of course, she taught you. She doesn't believe in expiration dates for cream cheese. Like we have That's a what, lot of leftover like bread stuff in the oven. Bread is different than bread and cheese. Yeah, but like, what about a Very focaccia different. that has uh, some cheese on it? What's the difference? There's no difference. If it has cheese on it, it needs to be refrigerated. Like, yeah, and why the oven? The oven. Let me tell you something. This is how I grew up. The oven holds pans that are not in use. Yes. Agreed. Okay. But there's also space for a pizza box. But why? Because Bring it to the garbage bin. It's so big. You're not keeping it anyway. You act like this is Tupperware. You're keeping it until the pizza is finished. Like the three slices that you're going to finish tomorrow morning for breakfast or dinner. Three slices fit on one plate in the fridge. Yeah, it has cheese. Why would I dirty cheese. another plate? I'm just going to leave it in the fucking box in the oven. guys to our listeners i i know that this has to be in food handling courses i know i know it has to be there but i think 
where I'm very confused is that despite my lack of food safety, I like can't manage to get people to not come to my house. I mean, you're not feeding them like we everybody orders food at your house. I cook. I cooked for Liz and, the other day. And you guys are good snackers at your home, too. So like which doesn't really involve cooking. Would I ever eat your leftover pizza? Never. I would never touch your leftover pizza in your home. But I would accept like grapes and cheese and crackers. But would you eat something I've cooked? Yeah, I have. Your latkes are phenomenal. But not my pizza. You didn't make the pizza. You just improperly stored it. (laughs) (laughs) I gave you the disclaimer as I handed it and I... As you, I, and I promptly said no thank but you but I immediately was about to throw it away as well I just like thank you again we've come no, full but circle there are times where it's like it's so dire like you're so hungry I'm not hungry enough to get food poisoning uh, I think that's where we're different I'm a little loosey goosey <laughs> with the food poisoning as my track record this year has shown you know what's I'm funny sorry. I this is controversial it's possible that the IBS girlies have done it to themselves Oh, let's be clear. My IBS is triggered by my like neuroticism and like stress. I have It's purely like I'm stressed and I shit my pants. Mark has a hot take. He said that she doesn't have IBS. It's just constant food poisoning. I just have chronic mini food poisoning. That is so funny. Okay. So we've become our moms, right? Yeah. What else? Have you... I don't know, like, when I was a kid, like, it was, like, cool. The following things were cool. Okay. Wearing glasses. Not you. Getting braces. <laughs> not me. You can go ahead and say it. <laughs> say it. I know you're thinking it. <laughs> and breaking a bone to get a cast. Mm. I had none of the above. Yeah. Uh, I had glasses, but not the cool kind. But I feel like even the nerd kind were kind of fun. It was yeah. like a talking point that I was jealous. I was jealous of the talking points that people had. If you had a cast, it was the talking point like sign my cast. I can't participate in the gym because I'm sick. I <laughs> fell. I hurt myself. How'd you hurt yourself? These people got empathy. These people had they were social butterflies. When you got injured, you were like, you had a lot of attention. I have a great story for you about this. That okay. wasn't the one I was thinking about bringing up, but now it's making me laugh thinking about it. So I didn't have any crazy injuries in high school or middle school. I used to figure skate, so I had like chronic injuries. Okay. But like, Wait, that's like figure skating. It makes you an urban horse girl. Yeah, I was an urban horse wow. girl. And I definitely like, I was always injured, but like controlledly you know yeah um but when i was in middle school i <laughs> i wanted to create like a like a slip and slide in my bathroom <laughs> with the bathtub where did it start and where did it end uh, let's be clear she grew up in new york yeah. city <laughs> and i put i would basically put like soap around my bathtub and then like try to spin around the rim <laughs> <laughs> You're throwing yourself around the bathtub. You're literally propelling yourself. But obviously it didn't go well. And I slipped on the floor of the bathroom because it was all like full of water. And I hit the side of the bathtub. Oh no. Did you hit your head? No, I hit my hip. 
And I had this huge bruise like all down my leg. And then um, I used to wear like skirts to school and stuff and they right. like saw my bruise. Yeah. And then they sent me the, to the nurse because they were like, are you being abused at home? And then my parents had to explain. <laughs> they had to explain that you, were just, that you were just a little off. They were <laughs> just like... They're like, no, we're not hurting her, like, but she's to- potentially hurting herself because of how like off she is. She's not all there. Oh my god! And so it was, it was kind of an embarrassing situation. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but, okay, so so, so that is fun. a life changing industry and injury. I just like it wasn't life changing, but it was pretty fun. Like high school times, like I thought it was like badass getting like hurt, and then people that was found in out. high school. No, like middle, like Be beginning honest. middle school, like probably like sixth grade. Okay, we did some dumb things in sixth yeah, grade. Yeah, like so. it was really dumb. Yeah, I was like bored. I was like, let's fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, let's I see did. if I could install a theme park in my <laughs> <Yeah>. bathroom. <laughs> my sister and I were like very creative. I love that. Okay, yeah. Montessori kids. <laughs> we were not Montessori kids. <laughs> okay, so um, glasses, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, let's move on to the next of the trifecta. Glasses never had them. It's to the point where, like, my mom would take me for a yearly eye test, and they'd be like. 2020 you are and then one year they told me you have 2015 and i was like what does that mean and they were like it's even better than 2020 yeah and i was like wow this is this is nuts and then i was like okay well something has to happen i'm not getting glasses through the right avenues so what do young criminals like me do you have to bend the rules a little bit so my next eye test i'm like i'm looking (laughs) I'm looking at the C and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at the D. I'm like, <coughs> W. <B."> yeah. <laughs> so um, I didn't like want to push my limits, but yeah. they were still like, you have, you still have incredibly good vision. Wow. So I never was able to con my way into getting glasses until I was in high school. And I started having trouble reading sheet music because it was like too far away from me on my stand. So I just needed like the magnifying ones. Yeah. So I had like reading glasses in high school <laughs> and, and it was too late for the, like the chicness of the glasses. Yeah. They, they wore off already, but I was like knees deep into like a beginning of a hipster era. Mm. So like the son of Sam glasses were getting like, <laughs> like my son of Sam reading glasses were like as close as I got. And it wasn't the talking point I wanted it to be in elementary and middle school. Then, so I didn't break a bone glass didn't have glasses and i didn't have braces i didn't have braces but you know what i used to do and this is weirdo shit tell me i just told you about my slip and slide so like <laughs> this was potentially weirder the kids who did have braces mm-hmm. remember when everybody had those rubber bands yeah and they would change the colors yeah. of the rubber bands i was so jealous and then like i should have known that i was like destined to get into drug culture because the rubber bands that they could change themselves came in different colored packs, like yeah. Ziploc packs. Little baggies. I needed those little baggies. Something about my body just craved them. So, like, we would do, like, this weird trading shit. I don't even remember what I would trade in for <laughs> rubber bands for braces that I didn't have. But I did collect the rubber bands. <coughs> and I would, like, almost, like, floss with them. That's incredible. It's weird. Yeah, I didn't have braces. 
Yeah, I didn't have any of the but ailments. I was, and I was I, uh, blind as a bat and I stood in. It, it's kind of messed up that like my whole childhood, my mom's doing her best to protect and make sure I'm yeah. safe. And like I'm there like praying to God at night that I'll be able to get braces this year. I didn't need them, by the That's way. My crazy. teeth only got bad in adulthood. <laughs> my bottom teeth are like laughing right now. But That's so funny. Yeah. You wanted glasses. I really didn't want them and I hated wearing them. And I had them from such a young age. But even you can admit that glasses were a talking point. Not really. Everybody would just call me four eyes. Really? Was that like a real insult? Yeah. It's like, okay, four okay, eyes. Okay, then yes. here, here's the worst part. So like prior to these things like I buy direct and oh, Warby yeah. Parker and all that shit where you can get like 80 bucks, 90 bucks glasses. You had to get like from a store and then you're yeah, like an optical store mm -hmm, and you're spending on the frame and then the whatever the, lens, the prescription and, and then, then I'm like pretty blind. So like they're pretty intense prescriptions and they're maybe like two, three hundred dollars. Yeah, each they time. were a big expense. And I was definitely one of those girlies in elementary school that like got a little rowdy on the playground. And I would always lose them and they would always break. And then wow. it was always like I would get in so much trouble. Did you get designer frames? No, but my mom would get me those like kids ones that were supposed to be unbreakable. And oh no, <laughs> you, had some you, you had nerdy glasses. <laughs> I uh. tested the limits, my guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guys, my glasses are unbreakable. And then I broke them. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I had nerdy glasses. Aww. Like I wasn't cool. I was just like blind with nerdy glasses. And then my parents would always like just get so mad at me for breaking them and losing them. So it was always so stressful. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, as like a kid, you develop your adult anxieties based on what your parents would get mad at you for, you know? Like, so I think about it and I'm just like, my mom would always get so mad at me for losing things because I was yeah. a young adhd -er. I had the zoomies all the time. I literally was like walking around with the zoomies. So I would open my homework for the night and this was like old school. It wasn't all on the iPad. Yeah. So I would open my homework and I'd be like, okay, I have to read page four to seven in this textbook. And I'd be like, Oh, I left that textbook at school and it would be like an every night thing. Like I could not get my okay, myself together. This is my favorite part about this. Let's hear it. I used to always forget my textbooks, my sister too. And so my parents would be like, you have to go back to school and get them. No way. Yeah, obviously. You got to go back to school and get them. How? Who's there to get them? Was this built into your tuition? Because no one was doing that for us. No one was opening that door. Like, there's usually, like, extracurricular Yeah, there are activities. some extracurriculars. You know, like, it was never, like, at 9 p.m. It oh, was so like, you were at homework directly after school, kid. There's no fun to be had until, until homework home is done. I come from the same household. I come so from the same household. It's like, let's say you get out at 3.34. It's, like, 5. When you get home, you realize you don't have the textbook. So yeah, my you're, dad's doing, like, you're doing homework from 6 to 7 He's like, least. you gotta go. And also, we're having dinner at, like, 9 because we're at the office until then. Oh, I, different. So me. it's like homework until dinner, which is later. Um, and so we would take the bus back to school with the like student MTA thing, bus metro card. Green. Um, yeah, or orange, depending on how old you were. Or how far you lived. Yeah. Um, Did you have half or reduced? I had full 
coverage. Full coverage. Full coverage. Yeah. yeah. That was insurance policy like I could get behind. Yeah. I had full coverage as well. It was well. great. But it's in high stops, school they, t- they gave me half coverage. But it stops at I think 7 p.m. It does. Because it's like meant to be like school. Yeah. And so like <laughs> for those who don't who who aren't from New York, oh like, yeah, explain these what these metro is. cards are given to you as students that um either grant you a full coverage ride home which it was supposed yeah, to, it was meant for getting to school and home it's monday through friday and i think it's like 6 a.m or like 5 a.m to, to 7 like 7 p.m and you can only do like x amount of rides per day like you can't be like i think it was three yeah i think you could do, do three home and back both ways and one, one extra, extra trip and then you can still do transfers in between like bus yes, and metro. exactly or in it's between funny buses. how we used to manipulate those yeah, rides it was crazy we were like okay because when you're like in high school and junior high you have like four dollars like and there was like, like no actual money and there were no credit cards like you were just you had some coins in your pocket and you had a, a full coverage metro card and you wanted to like go to your friend's house but you have to like count the like rides you have to do right or you would have to negotiate a bicycle situation but or so when i went back to school and then you like are on your way back home yeah the metro card doesn't work anymore no it doesn't you had to plan it and perfectly. so it was always like really that was also i used to get like in trouble a lot yeah i would for too. being like a little bit airheady vibes like well if i didn't come home by 4 p.m my family was really mad at me but that would cha- all change in high school i i lived at school oh and then that cha- once there were extracurriculars and shit, i lived i was there. at school until like 7 8 p.m and then we would all meet back home at nine for dinner there was one point oh nine is is late for a regular basis that'd be nice be yeah. home by nine i like that flexibility like the whole family like be at the dinner table by nine. Yeah. I want to make my future family do that. Eight would be nicer. But I like that it creates a little like a group of disciplined people yeah. who are all focused on their discipline. And then, okay, we're reconvening at nine. We're going to talk about our day. We're going to hear from each other. We're going to instill our our family values. Exactly. I was going to say our hot family values. <laughs> they are hot. I like that. I like a family with structure. Um, yeah, I was just going to say something. Metro cards, reduced fare, chilling with your friends. Um, I don't remember. That's okay. Sorry. What is your favorite unspoken stoner hack? Okay, this is my favorite trick that I've been telling a lot of people recently. And if anybody out there is equally a roller like me who struggles with making the paper stick, Mm. like sometimes it feels like there's no glue. It's because there is no glue. And it's because you need to like lick it on the other side. So you see where like the glue strip is? Mm -hmm. Lick at that point of the paper, but just on the other side. I do that only when it won't stick. You know, it's like at the end next to the filter. Like here on this side, even though the glue is on this side. Mm. Because apparently if you lick the glue directly, sometimes it's like too strong and will like rip it off. Versus if you're just moistening. You're like, if your cat tongue, (laughs) you're like, if it rips the paper. (laughs) Yeah, my my fucking cat tongue. (laughs) Dry mouth. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dry mouth. Have you ever had that? Like rolling with dry mouth and the paper's kind of like. 
Yes. I so have. exactly. And so you're just moistening the other side. And let me motherfucking tell you, it's a game changer. I'll try it. I'll give it a shot before I like diss it. I like that. I found it out on Reddit. I just want to like for full transparency. Yeah, you didn't invent this. Like trick. I am not pretending that I invented this. You just know this. Hack. I just like really had a problem with papers not sticking and i was like you're seeking a solution it was like this is absurd like i know how to roll a fucking joint why are they not sticking and it's because they like change the glue like some brands change like some vegan or whatever and so it's like not as like let's also talk about the fact that it's like yeah some brands changed also there's so many fake papers out right now that yeah that it's like actually like i can't even give you advice on how to check for papers but you know what search search from the brands themselves to see how they're pointing out bootlegs because i i only use elements but like i use them specifically because they're one of the only brands that i feel has consistent and strong glue i would also say like start shopping small owned paper brands yeah we do have some good small small and paper brands these papers yeah i love these and i'm like at least i know you're not trying to fuck me around yeah that's so true like sometimes i buy and you're not gonna find bootlegs yeah i don't it's not even that it's not the real brand it's that i don't want there to be like stuff that i don't know is in these papers yeah and it's like the the only reason people are brand loyal is because they want safety their products also that work yeah they're like, tried not... and true if i'm buying a bootleg something's going to be inconsistent about the experience so yeah. exactly Annoying. but yeah so that's been my new trick and i really like it especially because like a lot of these papers might be bootleg and whatever and at least it makes the fucking joint stick you know i feel like i get more high when i use a glass tip i really do i don't know what it does to the airflow but i feel like i i feel it differently but I hate cleaning a glass tip. I'm just not going to do it. I'm never going to clean glass. That's my toxic trait. Yeah. And I just like, I'm responsible enough to know that if I'm using glass, it's going to be as soon as it comes out of the package and it'll be a feature for guests. I have two follow up for that. Yeah. One, I think that you're saying that the joints with the glass tip are getting you higher because I think they're just like bigger joints because the glass tip is like <laughs> wider than a normal filter. No. Because so you're just like rolling bats. No, because the higher standards glass tips are very small. They're very tiny. And I usually roll bats like for reference. Yeah. But what if it's like a bigger bat? Um, and you just don't know that. Or here's the other thing. Maybe the glass tip allows you to fully smoke the full joint. Whereas with a like cardboard filter, there's kind of like this point where it becomes like a little too resiny and gross and hot. Well, most of the time I'm using Rotini as a filter. Oh, love a fucking, what is it called again? A, a noodle joint. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I do notice a difference between a glass tip and a noodle joint and a paper joint. A paper tip. <laughs> a paper doink. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I don't and know. I will Does anybody say, else feel like that? Please let us know. Follow Curious. up. I didn't know they were as meant to be cleaned. It's what you thought they just were dirty every time you use it? Would you reuse a cigarette filter? No, it's a it's a single use situation. You throw out glass joints when they come with pre-rolls. You don't? No, I don't. I keep them. I wow. Do. I do not. 
wow wasteful yeah because i don't fuck with them yeah but i'm also like a jar goblin i can't i i need to declutter i feel like this is gonna get (laughs) this is gonna get like deep (laughs) for a second (laughs) (laughs) but as somebody who's like emptied out the possessions of my like family members i'm like Wow, I really just like y'all hoarded so much shit. Like I mm-hmm. it would be so easy for me to keep everything. I just like I can't anymore. Yeah. I need to just like declutter and so now I'm like really strict about like I don't keep any of these jars. I don't keep any of like these glass shits and I'm like it's honestly on the brands and us to hold the brands accountable for changing their practices. I agree. Like, don't expect the consumer to do the effort. No, I agree. But I'm saying, like, I'm a jar goblin when it comes to glass because it's like, I use it for Tupperware. Like, I'm t- if I have a jar of kimchi. Let's yeah, I say, mean, I have like a good five or six. You have like, enough. Backup. You have enough so that are, now to work none, for your lifestyle. Yeah, now none can be added. I make so many things. No, like I'll make us an infused oil reuse this jar and like just give it to my friend who's like oh i've been in the market for a good cbd and i'm like oh just take this jar and it's like an unlabeled cbd jar that i made for myself for something and i give it away i mean yeah that's cool you're just like letting us know you're a good person no 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 it's i'm a jar goblin no, she's like better save, than us. It's fine. save me from the amount of glass that is in my home that is branded with something. I know. I really that I've just, washed by hand without a dishwasher. So maybe I am glass. a better person. <laughs> okay, if you say so. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Well. If you enjoyed this podcast, you could find us at Not For Nothing Pod across all channels. Um, you can tune in anywhere you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this, please rate us five stars, all five. We need all five of those stars. We need them. Um, And you could follow me at How Can I Help You, the letter U on all platforms. And Natasha, where can they find you? Find me at Natasha PRZ. Have a good one. Bye. See you next week.